quite nicely, thank you very much. It grows really explosively from about March, April through until about October each year. And then once you hit about November and into the summer months, it uh, really starts to die back very quickly and it basically dies off. So it's only really a problem in, you know, maybe six to eight months of the year tops um, where you see good populations of it. And other than that, it just uh, it, it dies off and then the seed bank germinates, so to speak, and then you get the next wave, the next generation coming through uh, later on. This seems like a good spot to talk about some of those aquatic weeds. So we all recognise weeds in the garden and we know that some of those weeds are going to be bad for the environment and they're actually introduced. Can you please tell us a little bit about how big of a problem are those aquatic weeds and why are they spreading so much faster now than they have in the past? Yeah, great question there, Daniel. Um, Basically, what we tend to find with the aquatic weeds is they, uh, if they if they do get in, and I, I should back up the truck a little bit here and just uh, give a little bit of a history lesson on how these things get here in the first place. So it mainly comes from uh, hull fouling and um, and ballast water discharges. Now uh, that's when you get these big, say for example, a container ship or a car carrier or something coming in from uh, uh, from from Tokyo Bay and then transiting all the way down to Australia, and then you get all the undaria spores being released into the water or a, a, a mature plant might fall off the hull. The regulations on that have been really uh, uh, stringently um, developed in the last little while and we're seeing some much stronger guidelines than they once were so that will hopefully reduce the impact of uh, you know introduced marine pest species like Undaria and Gratilupia getting here in the first place but once they do get here uh, everything that comes in is not necessarily going to be an invasive species it may not be able to survive for various reasons, it may not get the required temperature it may not get the uh, favoured nutrient load and type uh, to, to prosper so a lot of them probably die out. But where Undaria and Gratilupia really get a, a leg up and a real advantage is, A, um, once they get here, they, they find something in the environment that's really favourable to them. But, B, probably one of the major things is what you'd call eutrophication or um, basically excessive nutrient discharge. Now, when you think about it, in northern Port Phillip Bay, being located where we are, I'm, I'm speaking to you, uh, uh, coming to you now from, uh, from Point Cook, in, in Melbourne's west, remember that we're not all that far away at all from the uh, from the Western Treatment Plant. Now they do a brilliant job in um, in they've got literally a world class facility out there where they treat all the, uh, the, the the waste. But there is still going to be a significant amount of nutrient going into the water, and we we see that um, it really hit me right between the eyes. I've been in Point Cook now for about the last fifteen years, but back in two thousand and eight, on the front page of the Age newspaper, they had two copies of the Melway. Um, uh, Melway maps of the area and the first one was hardly any development in Point Cook Road and that was about it in vacant paddocks. Nowadays the suburb has exploded to the point where the municipality became one of the most rapidly, uh, it actually held the title there for a while as the most rapidly growing municipality, not just